Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Key, one of my all-time favorite games. Key, Jay, good morning, good morning. What up, baby? One of my all-time favorite games. <laughs> How you doing there, Max? Doing right into it, huh? Yep. You one of my all-time. Right into it. We got, we got two more hours, man. Two we more right. hours. Yes. One of my all-time favorite games, even though it ended in a tie for my Giants, was that Gus Farratt game. Remember when he, <laughs> when he banged his head into the wall and hurt his neck? And that was in, like, the mud and the rain, and it wound up at, like, a 7-7 or 10-10 tie, right? This 90, what was it, 7? That's the last time the Gi- Giants tied again against the Washington franchise. And uh, they blew a fourth-quarter league. They're now an underdog to make the playoffs after a three-game winless streak. They're just a half a game ahead of the commanders in the NFC East. But I got to tell you guys, as many times as you could say, well, it's this play, it's that play, lots of plays in a game. You can't just say one play is the whole story of the game. Guys, to me, that Taylor Heineke play was the story of the game. That's the play. Game is over. I want to say it was fourth and 13. It was fourth and long. Game is over, right? They almost got their hands on him. And they make the play. The game's over. He somehow gets away and makes a spectacular spectacular play throw and catch and because of that play the Giants didn't win well no lots of stuff no no no. you take that play out of the game Giants win the game I some sometimes guys I just got to tip my cap to the other team Giants defense has been very good this year but against the Cowboys late they folded they're tired same thing happened yesterday I got to tip my cap to Heineke and, and the Washington commanders guys that's it yeah it was gonna be a tough game the Giants are a, a good football team they're not a great football team right now they got a lot of pieces that they want to keep and they're going to get rid of a lot of pieces but you got to be happy if you're a Giants fan of the progress that they made throughout the course of the season the same with the Washington Commanders I know we're talking in New York and we're talking New York football and you guys are Giant fans so you don't necessarily look at it and say that the same way that I do both of these teams are about even they're about the same right they're not close to the Cowboys they're not close to the Eagles they're about the same, talent-wise. Yep. You were talking about that. You think that's the play, Max? Yep. Taylor Heineke? I think you're wrong. Okay. What play was I think it? you're wrong. Fourth and three mm-hmm. on the Commanders' 45. Overtime. We, we punt. Yep. I almost said another word. I almost said we blank yep. and punt. Yep. Why? Oh, I understood it. Why? No, like, it's – I look at this like one of the things that made Brian Dable so unique – is that he's gone for it in particular situations, right? Like, that's, to me, I go back to that foundation with the Buffalo Bills. Multiple games this season, like where Saquon Barkley, they go for it, and you feel how that rejuvenates the locker room. And I get that you can be conservative, but, like, I, I don't think of Brian Dable as conservative, especially when you're depleted with injuries and when you have a chance to win a game. He had a couple you, timeouts left. He, you, you go know. for the win, though, Max. Yeah. You go for the damn I, win. I, I, the key, I normally agree with Jay's point here. <laughs> sometimes you get a feel of the game and you go, they're not going to pick up these three yards. Commanders are going to win the game. You give them a long field. You have your timeouts. You you give a good shot to get the ball back with just enough time on the clock to win, which is what happened. And they wound up missing a field. Because, by the way, when they needed those extra couple yards later in overtime, they couldn't Couldn't get get them. You know, like, so I hear what you're saying. I like being aggressive. I understood this one. I just, yeah. I I feel like sometimes as as a former athlete, when you have the game in your hands, Right, like I, I, I want to control my own destiny, and you can, but like that's the defense sin, right? Like it's not the offense, and I just kind of feel like at that particular moment, like that's you want the ball, you want to go for it. That's just me. Yeah, you can't be aggressive in that situation because 
right now they're fighting for a serious playoff spot. This isn't a, oh, if we win three, we get in. Uh, so it doesn't really matter now. If we, you know, this isn't the Detroit Lions, so to speak. They have a real chance of making some noise if they were to get in the playoffs. So you want to do things the right way. You don't want to do all these brave chances like you know, you know what else, Casey? Casey's 45, you know what? You know what, Jay? Dayball, to me, that's that made me feel like I was in good hands. It's not like Dayball never goes for it. Right to start the season that's off, you went not, for the two-point conversion. This is, not the, this is not the beginning of the season when you didn't know what type of team you had. You're going to go for it. It's like, oh, we, we're probably – Evaluating the team anyway. If we win, we win. If we lose, we lose. It doesn't really matter. It would have been slightly on the reckless side to go for it. Slightly. I know what you mean. Yeah. Like it would. It would have been aggressive, Absolutely which I like. But aggressive, bordering on reckless, and I, I couldn't blame him. For Man, the a choice. tie is better than a loss. Hey, you want to hear? By the way, NFC East didn't lose yesterday. Mm. The only like think about this: the the Cowboys waxed ultimately the Colts. The Eagles destroyed a good team in the in the Titans, and and. Commanders and Giants play each other. It's the only way to stop the NFC East from winning is have them uh, from, from, you know, play, play each other and they tie. Hey, you want to hear Brian Dable after the game on that exact play on the tie? Sure. Yeah. Here he is. Generally, like, what do you think of finishing a game in a tie? It's like an awkward situation. Are you happy with that? Like, that you finish in a tie? You... No, you always like to win the game. Um, but. You know, there's some things we can do better, and that's what we'll try to do. And by the way, the kick from Gano was true. It was just a little short. I thought it was good when I first saw it, the angle on TV. It was short. That's why yesterday on our call, I'm like, oh, the Giants won. And then I was like, no, they tied. I'm like, no, they won. Because as soon as it as soon as soon it went through the upright, I turned, you know, when it went and left yeah. his foot, I like turned the channel and went to something else. Yeah, right. Look good. Ron Rivera, commander's head coach. On the tie. That was very hard. I wasn't quite sure what to say. Um, uh, kind of disappointment in, in, in some respects. We had some opportunities. You know, uh, from my perspective, we had some chances that, that we missed on on some things. Um, I mean, that, that, that's you know, that's that's pretty much it. Meantime. Does a tie feel like? All right. I know it's like not a, a win or a lot. It feels like a loss to you, Jay. Kind of. What about you, Keith? I, mean, I, I know what it does the, as it relates for, to getting to the playoffs, but it kind of felt like – because I, I felt like the game was in the Giants' control. Like more, like the kick at the end, and I go back to that. I know you guys disagree with me. That's fine. But like fourth and three – like. But I, to Keith's point, Jay, the Giants did ultimately, as a result of the decision Dayball made, I, have a chance to win, and the kick looked good, and the worst that could happen if it didn't go in, which it didn't because it was short, is you don't lose. That's the worst that could happen. I hear what it says happen. on paper. I'm just telling you how I feel. How I feel is different than what happens on paper. I got a you. A tie is better than a loss. That's all I can tell you. Um, which quarterback do you believe in more? I thought Daniel Jones, by and large, played well. I think he's played well all season. He's doing it. By the way, Slayton, you, you, you got to hold on to some of these throws. Oh, my God. I mean, in that pe- oh. terrible series when they got the ball at the end of the game, you know, and it's like, oh, my God, the commanders are going to get the ball back. Daniel Jones went for it. He was aggressive. He saw Slayton uncovered down the field, you know, put it in his hands, and Slayton couldn't come up with it, couldn't come down with it, rather, right? Like, they don't have – on the other hand, Heineke did have that magical play fourth, and I want to say it was 13, right? Mm-hmm. To, and the game's over. Game's over. Should have been over right there, but he made the play. So who do you believe in more? Daniel Jones, the starter for the – New York football giants, they draft him up high, or Taylor Heineke, the 
the walk-on, right? Like the guy who somehow got the job. Which one, Jay? What about you? Who do you like more? I like t- I, I like Heineke, man. More than Daniel Jones. I mean, I, well, believe him more doesn't mean like which one do I like more. I just feel like when there's critical moments of the game, right? I, I, I there's a tendency with the moxie that Taylor has. Like I, I, I trust that more to me. Like I believe in that more to make a play happen. I don't know. I, I, I mean, felt like Daniel Jones has that same thing. So are they equal to you? Or you? No, I'd rather Jones? have Daniel. I like Heineke. I think he's athletic and underrated. But I think what I've seen from Daniel Jones sustained through an entire season to me says what Gettleman originally said. That's a professional quarterback, right? It is. He is a professional NFL starting quarterback. I'd like to see I him feel, with a real receiver. I just feel like Taylor wins, man. Uh, like he, I, okay. there, there's, some, there's something about that. Like, you know what? We always say some dudes, things go well. It just started to happen that way for, for Danny Dimes. Or okay? at least tie. Like, at least he ties. It, it just feels, it feels like there's a little bit more moxie there. Key? Well, um, I like Daniel Jones. Um, I, the, the, the Heineke thing is cute. He's got a better receiver than the Giants. Mm-hmm. So if you put McLaurin on the Giants, mm-hmm. does that help no Daniel Jones's case? I think it does. But Daniel Jones does everything that I need him to do. He can go 31 to 22, uh, 200 yards, a touchdown, and no interceptions, and you have a chance to win football if you're running the ball well and you're playing defense. I'm Two not touchdowns, key, a Jones. plunge. A plunge, one through the yeah, air, one plunge. on the ground. And, yeah, and I, and I don't need him to throw the ball 41 times. I, I just don't. Where, on the other hand, Washington is asking Heineke to do that. You know, same quarterback coaches, Eli Manning and all that stuff for Daniel Jones. Oh, there's that Eli Manning connection. And I like Daniel Jones. But I ain't drafted him based on Eli. No, no, of course. But what I'm saying is the reason I bring up Sorry. Eli is that Heineke play reminded me of Eli. The reason I say it reminded me of Eli in those great playoff runs when it was like, okay, the game is over. Oh, my God, Eli threw that ball. He got that off. The receiver caught it, right, like all that. Eli, to me, because his big brother's Peyton Manning, he was supposed to be perfect, even though Eli was drafted one overall. But still, Eli never had to be perfect. Peyton kind of froze up a lot of times deep in the playoffs, especially early in his career. Then he got over it eventually. But because I think there was this pressure, he has to be the greatest quarterback ever. He has to be. And Eli's like, man, Peyton's my older brother. Whatever I do is gravy. So he played loose under pressure. And I get that feeling from Heineke. Like he plays sort of like, what do I have to lose? And it makes him good under pressure. Well, doesn't that give you like, I mean, so in a moment of, isn't that what the game of football is about? Like in a moment of pressure, like who do you rely upon more? Who plays with a little bit more looseness? Like, that's why I go back to Taylor Heineke. Like, there was that feeling with him. Yeah. I mean, well, certainly more than Carson Wentz. <laughs> like, that's, that's for sure. But I agree. I think if you swap uh, number one receivers, Giants win that game. Right? Like, key. I think. I, and, and, like, they got to go get Daniel Jones a real number one. They got to get and him I a think, number one. I think they will. I mean, they're, they're, certain things are well noted in the minds of personnel people. Um. The Giants have always had a number one guy, whether it was Plexico or, or Monty Toomer. They've always had a number one guy. Well, they don't have it now. <laughs> It'd be nice to have one. Odell's got to make a decision pretty o- soon. OBJ, right? I forgot about that. They've See, always had a number one guy. That's why I wonder if people don't like what's coming out of the draft this year. And if they look at a guy like T. Higgins and go, but that's going to be an arm and a leg. Like Odell, if he could stay healthy. They got, some stuff. they got some stuff coming out in the draft, though, Max. You, oh, you think some good ones? Cause oh, that, absolutely. Because what we're hearing good. is the reason the Bears traded that second-round pick for, uh, uh, I want to say Juju. but Justin Fields? N- n- no, 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 second-round pick for the receiver from Pittsburgh. 
Claypool? Claypool. Claypool. Uh-huh. Is because they didn't love what's coming out in the draft, and they figure, you know what? No, that's not. They, 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 there's stuff in the draft. Whoever told you that, it's stuff in it. Man, you got the dudes from Tennessee. You got Jordan Addison, the number one guy from USC. He's the number one dude by far on the board. You got Johnston at TCU. Mm -hmm. Who's best for Daniel Jones, do you think? Huh? Who would be best for Daniel Jones that would be there for the Giants? Because they're not going to be drafting that up high. Um, I would probably take Johnston. Mm Mm-hmm. From TCU, the big, the big, bigger receiver, mm-hmm. you know, big cold weather, you know, can can go get the fifty fifty balls, can block in the perimeter run game, you know, he's probably he's a big dude now. The dude might be six five, I want to say probably two fifteen six. And, that, and Daniel Jones, that type of quarterback, right? Like he has a Ballinger. He like he likes that the tight end. He likes the big target guy mm-hmm. to to throw the ball to uh, guys. It is. Past 10 past the hour. It's time for our KJM 10K a day giveaway. We're giving away $2,500 every hour through the end of the show, December 7th. When you hear the winning word this hour and every hour at 10 past the hour, text it to 777 You might win $2,500. The Bills! The Bills! KJ and Max 10K giveaway. The winning word is punted. P-U-N-T-E-D. Jay did not like the fact that no. the Giants... Punted in overtime, P-U-N-T-E-D, even though it, it worked and time. they had a shot to tie fire the game Dable, Jay. or win the game. No, I didn't say that. I didn't say you said it. I just asked you if you wanted to. Yep. Text nope, punted nope. to 777 You might win $2,500. <laughs> Keyshawn J. Willemax is presented by Progressive Insurance. Meantime, Mike White's Jets, I really thought they were going to beat the Vikings, and they rallied, but they fell short at Minnesota. They were down 20-3. to and Mike White had two great chances in the final two minutes to score the go-ahead touchdown, but he misfired consistently in the red zone. Jets were good, lots of offense, but one for six on red zone drives. White passed for 369 yards, but he started with an interception, and he ended with an interception. Those are the killers. Key, I don't know how many times I have to get there. You have to get it, get it through your head, Key. Keyshawn Johnson. <laughs> 19 for 26. <laughs> For 217 yards, two touchdowns, one in the air, one on a plunge, and and no interceptions. Key, it's the main thing. Yeah, when you throw the ball 57 times, though, you're gonna get two picks. I you're mean, gonna have a couple picks. That's why you you're don't. Gonna, you, you, I'm yeah. not. Don't want my quarterback throwing 57 times. This is this is the problem sometimes. And I understand you want to try to match Kirk Cousins and company, and you were behind, so you had to throw the football and push it down the field. But I don't want. I don't want to be in a situation where I'm throwing 57 times. But here's what I would say. Uh, Barrios, I think I said his name correctly, he's got to catch the football, man. You're a receiver. You got one job. You got to catch the football. All right? He stuck it on you right right in between the two defenders. You got to catch that ball. You have to catch that football. Yep. You have to find a way to catch that damn football. Yep. Right in your hands. And I understand the hands are flying by and and, – and, Things are going in your face and flashing. You got to catch that ball, man. I'm just going to go ahead and say this about Mike White, man. This team believes in him. Mm-hmm. Like, they, Mike Duck shirts, like whatever it is, like the way they roll in together, like the shirts of camaraderie they were wearing for Mike White. Like it, it, why are you laughing, Key? I'm laughing at the shirts, though. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. Well, no, I'm, I'm laughing. I'm laughing. 
Because why would y'all do Zach? Be- because Wilson it like tells that, you so. exactly how they yeah. feel about yeah, him. Yeah, that's it tells you why who would their you do Zach? Is. Why would you, you do Zach Wilson like that? That's, that's cold blooded, right? though, man. That's what I'm saying. But life is cold blooded, man. We're I know, only, but we're come on, though, that Jay. We with Key. Jay, man, I know, but you we're, can't. You can't do hey, that. Man, well, it was done. I know. I get it. It's, it's, it gives us an opportunity to have a conversation, but it's just like, come on. See, and look, Mike White, you started game off with an like interception. You're down. You throw the ball a ton. That's still a hell of a foundation to start the game off. I mean, like 360-plus yards, man. Like, that's, that's a good like foundation. And even though no touchdowns. Like if, Zach Wilson, if Zach Wilson was hurt and he was out for the year, and let's say, for instance, he was hurt and he was benched out for the year, that's the reason. Not because his poor play. That's why I'm laughing. I'm like, man, that's cold blooded. I can't look. Thank he, you about he being wrong. They were no good in the red zone. 369 yards. Uh, Mike White, no touchdowns. But that puts him on a list with two other Jets quarterbacks, and and they're two of the quarterbacks that jump to mind when you think New York Jets, right? History. Joe they, Namath they, and Ken O'Brien. He's on that had, list. That's not a bad, even though it's not for a great reason. A lot of yards, no touchdowns. It's a pretty good, pretty good names to be with. Robert Sala, Jets head coach on Mike White's performance yesterday. I thought Mike did a great job. He was, uh, you know, he, there was a little bit of uh, some ups and downs like you like you normally would in a, in a football game. They're, they're a good football team. Um, but uh, I thought he kept his composure, stayed within the game. He made some big, big throws. Uh, and, um, you know, that last interception, he had to he had to go there with, uh, with the lack of time remaining. And uh, credit to them, they, they played it aggressively and made the play. Okay. Earlier today, Rex Ryan joined us, guys. This dude got to turn the corner and get out the gate. You heard what Coach just had to say about Mike White. Hey, Rex, do you think, ESPN NFL analyst, is, is, is it Mike White's job to lose? I don't think it's his job. I don't think he secured it yet. But when you put up 500 yards, that's pretty impressive. Obviously, they got to fix some of the red zone issues, but I'm impressed with the fight of their football team. When they got down as many points as they did in that game and they fought the way they did, good things are going to happen to this football team. You know, heading down. You put that kind of effort in, trust me, this team is going to be there at the end. This kid needs to improve a little bit as the year goes on, making those intermediate to deeper throws. But I like the the competitive fire in this kid. He made a great quarterback sneak to score mm-hmm. where, they, where they said he didn't get in initially. Dude's competitive as hell. That whole football team is. Are they more competitive with him at quarterback than Zach Wilson? I think they are right yes. now. Yeah, for sure they are. Now, here's what I would say about the red zone issue. Who gets the football in the red zone for the Dallas Cowboys? When C- they go to throw? Oh, when they go to – C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb, yeah. Who gets the football for the Minnesota Vikings in the red zone when they go to throw? Justin Jefferson. So, there's a th- – you know, Stephon Diggs. There's a theme here. You got Garrett Wilson. You figure out a way to formate him to get the football in the red zone. Yep. Uh, period. He's the best He's the best period. at catching the football. <laughs> That's why he's what the number one What do the Kansas receiver? City Chiefs yeah. do in the red zone? They try to get the football to Kelsey. Right. So you need to try to figure out how to get the football in that young man's hands Gives in the, the best red zone. To win. Period. I don't care if they doubling him. I don't care what it is. You put him in a formation to beat the double teams, and you put him in formations to win. That's just the bottom line. So should Robert Sala just go ahead and announce Mike White as the permanent starter? Should he just no. say this dude's no. the starter? Not yet. No, you just, what do you think, though, Key, about the, the fact that the team – you, you focused on the downside of, like, man, why would you do Zach Wilson that way? But oh, I'm on just the other saying hand, it's just – I'm, I'm saying it because 
is funny is the reason I say it. I'm like, damn, they really don't like him. Yeah, but they like, do like Mike White, though. Yeah, I just I, I continue to keep doing it like I'm doing it week to week because, in all honesty, I know Rex said not yet. He's won the job in my eyes. I've watched the, I watched enough football in four games of him, two last year, two this year so far. He's better than he's better than Zach Wilson. Jay, he makes he's, the, he just he's better than Zach Wilson. Robert Sala had a such a great quote. He makes the easy stuff look easy. Mm-hmm. He, he makes the easy stuff easy. Like I, Zach Wilson, all off platform. I'm going to be like Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes and Mike White. We heard Dan Orlovsky. Everyone's trying to be like Patrick Mahomes, right? And before him, Aaron Rodgers. Well, in the history of football, two guys can do that, right? Maybe be like Joe Burrow. Just, like, take what the defense gives you. You got to make it happen. Use athletic ability. There's nothing wrong with being boring. Right. There's nothing wrong with being boring at all. I mean, I think Mike White time will tell as he continues to play. The game is going to slow down for him. He's going to make the corrections on the mistakes that, you know, there's certain things. That touchdown in the end, uh, uh, I mean, the interception at the end of the game, he tried to bang the 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 the, the post in there. Yeah. If he would have waited just a split second or with, anticipated. With experience. Yeah. With experience, yeah. that wasn't even the throw. We the just, throw was behind him going from left to right. He, if you, he would have seen that, all he had to do was throw the ball – all he had to do was stare the dude down and throw the ball on the back of the end zone in the right corner, and he'll get that in time because I don't know who it was coming, but they was coming across. And I said to myself, man, throw the ball over there. And he threw it, and I was like, well, that's going to be a pick because he'll see that in film today, and they'll go, well, if you'd have hung in there just a little bit longer, you'd have been able to throw that ball right over there and it would have been a touchdown. Everybody knows it's Mike White's team, right? But the reason why you don't name a starter is war of attrition. Injuries can happen. You have to keep Zach Wilson ready and engaged. That's why you don't name him a starter. Well, he ain't even happens. dressed, though, Jay. Yeah, I'm just saying. He, he still ain't keep, engaged. He, still, he ain't dressed. He's second sitting over there eating poly seeds and, and getting hot dogs at halftime. Still your second pick Did in the, draft, the college football playoff committee get it right? No. And by the way, the biggest story to me in college football is not even about that right now. Is Deion Sanders, the right man to turn things around in Colorado, and is Colorado the right job for Deion Sanders? Because that has already happened. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. Listen to Keyshawn J. Will and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. 
Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. The final seconds are ticking off. Utah didn't even know they had a chance to get to the Pac-12 championship game. It happened, and they have spoiled the party. They have defeated USC 47-24. Utah onto the Rose Bowl for the second straight year as Pac-12 champs. And the USC Trojans denied a spot in the college football playoff. Utah's win over USC was the mayhem moment of the weekend. This mayhem moment is brought to you by Allstate. Protect yourself from mayhem and save money by switching to Allstate. All right, guys. Jay is happy. I'm not. No, I'm not happy. I'm you not are happy, happy at I'm other happy. people's misery right I'm not, now. I'm That's not, what's going on with you. It's been a consistent theme over the last couple of years. No, no, no. But you forget that that the last year that when my head coach lost our last game at home, Cameron Indoor Stadium, while I was there, and then we lost in the Final Four, Coach K's last game, the UNC. He had some giggles for me a little bit, so mm. it kind of yeah. Feels, so now oh, turnabout is fair not, play. Yeah, I'm, I'm know, fine with our loss. We shouldn't have been. Look, we're a four four and eight team a year ago. Okay, we're getting ready to play in New Year's Six Bowl. We're not supposed to be in this situation. Oh, this was God. an evaluation oh, for our team. Although we <laughs> we got there, we were not supposed to be oh, there. People, it. no one had us uh, in this they, position despite having know, Lincoln they, Riley. And look, Caleb Williams got hurt. We were the better football team. Once Caleb got hurt and he couldn't use his legs anymore, it was time to pack up and go home. We knew that. And he, he hung in there and he still fought and played good down the stretch on one leg. So – I'm okay with it. We're going to build on this, and we'll be right back in this situation again next year. We're That's building. the way I look at it. <laughs> unlike Columbia, unlike Duke's football programs, you know? Oh, we have a basketball program. Columbia's so okay. chess team is in perfectly good. Uh, that's how they measure Columbia, according to the other. I don't know, I have no idea how their chess team is doing, but I'll bet you it's doing pretty well. Georgia, Michigan, TCU, Ohio State. College football uh, playoff. And by the way. But I would say this, though. USC would have made it had they won that game. Yeah, I had a lot of fun at the game. Just you did. Really? Where was, was that game? Where was that Vegas. game? In Vegas. Las Vegas, you had fun? Yeah. During a fun. football game? Yeah, it was huh. It was very entertaining. Let's Where were you, that. Jay, over the weekend? I was at Michigan's game. Yeah, and how was that? Because he had a good time in Vegas freezing. even though his team lost. How was, was your it game? Was freezing. It was freezing. It was freezing. Keith, just to let you know, uh, our coach did win ACC Coach of the Year, just to let you know, in football. Speaking of excellent coaches, speaking of excellent coaches, guys, prime. Deion Sanders friend of the show, officially hired by Colorado. The greatest corner for my money, I, I second greatest player I've ever seen with my own eyes after Lawrence Taylor to me. 
Like if I was making a team, I'd be he just shut down one side of the field. People didn't even want to throw to his side of the field. Also, an excellent underrated baseball player. Pry was good though. Oh, so Pry. good. And ba- by the way, key under he, if he would have stayed, if baseball would have been his only sport, he might have made the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah, because sure. he was an excellent leadoff hitter, and he hit better yeah. in the playoffs than in the regular season. He, he hit well run, in the regular he could season. Field, he could do. He was fine. everything. Fastest dude athlete, I ever saw man. in baseball. Anyway, here is coach, new head coach in Colorado. Deion Sanders. Listen to this. Coach Pry. The thing that alarms me the most is just because I'm leaving Jackson, they think that I'm leaving African-Americans. I don't know if you noticed or not, but I'm black. <laughs> I can never leave who I am or what I am and how I am and how I go about being that. So it is still my task to look in that locker room and see 65 to 70 percent of African-American men trying to help them get to the next level, as well as all the others. My calling is for young men young women and people of all walks of life, all social climates and all ethnicities. That's my calling. My calling is not built on a location. It's built on a destination. All right, I want to get into that. First, let me say, when he says he wants to help, when he wants to help young people, he can make a fortune in TV. He has. He really does. This is an example of someone who feels good about giving back and teaching the game. And key what do you think about the idea that in some quarters Dion is being criticized for leaving an HBCU in, you know, in favor of this, what's perceived as greater opportunity, and then what Dion had to say about it? It, it, it is greater opportunity. As far as the criticism goes, you've you got to understand where he's coming from. You have to understand what it is. It's greater opportunity. Here's why it's greater opportunity. He's done what his calling was at the HBCU level. He brought the necessary attention. He's done all that. Now, let's shift and focus on the Power 5 schools with a lack of minority head coaches, okay, or coordinators for whatever. That sideline, you know, when I first got into the league and I played against the Minnesota Vikings and I looked across the sideline at at the late Denny Green staff and that staff predominantly was made up of people of color who looked like me, and I said to myself, damn, man, I want to play with the Vikings. And then I go play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Coach Dungy and that staff, the way it looked, people of color, opportunities was given. And it ain't just about that. It's about helping everybody, no question about it. And this is why I like to hire the Colorado in their athletic department and their border regions and whoever else signed off on this. This is the third African-American head coach that I can remember that is coaching this football program. Carl Durrell, Emory was there. Okay, now you got Dion. They not afraid like other Power Five schools to give an opportunity. See, they had to sign off on it. They didn't do like Auburn, and they didn't do like Nebraska and some of these other. They said we like him, we like his personality, we like what Dion Coach Prime is bringing to the table, and that says something. So for people that think that he's leaving HBCU behind, no, that was what was taking so long to even accept the position to make sure that Jackson State was going to be in good hands with the future staff and the players that would would transfer, going to transfer. You know, everybody, oh, he's leaving. No, you think he's getting ready to leave good players behind that he promised? No, the ones that can play in Power 5, he's going to take them with him. His son (laughs) is going with him. The cornerback Hunter is going with him. You know, and, and, and so I know that this program is going to be right. I've already adopted them. As my second college football team, 
All right, I'm already all in. You ain't got to get 20. When 2024 comes and USC is in the Big Ten, you watch how much Colorado, my face is all around Colorado working with Dion, putting on Colorado gear, going to the game, supporting his situation. And Prime already know, if you need any players out of Southern California, any of them, I'm going to help him get them. All right, Lamar Jackson left the game against Denver with a knee injury. Who's to blame and how might this actor, uh, huh? how might this <laughs> Factor, not actor, factor. Into Jackson's contract negotiations. And before we get to any of that, Jay, I know you want to talk about this. When we get back, I want to hear from you on this topic. From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Radio. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio. And on ESPN2. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around... Different stressors, I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. We're going to get into Tyler Huntley rallying the Ravens past the Broncos after Lamar left the game with a knee injury in a second. Jay, yeah. I know you wanted to weigh in on Prime going to Colorado and the criticism that he's leaving behind in HBCU. So people can say whatever they want. They should continue to talk up loud because the more noise we have around Prime and the, the promotion he got to the next level, the better off it is, Key. And, and frankly, what I believe with this situation is that you know, Prime dedicated half his salary, half his salary to the upgrading of HBCU facilities. <laughs> Think about that. Right, like a guy coming in willing to put like his his money where his mouth is. Hey, okay, this is about the kids. I'm gonna bring in a top tier flight athletics 
and I'm going to give back to my community. And by the way, we talked about Jackson State more than we talked about any HBCU at the highest level. So, yes, I understand how there could be anger around it, but this is continuing to elevate the conversation. And he will. And now it's our job to continue to talk to former athletes and players to go back there and continue to do that. And there are players, Eddie George, who we have on the show, who's still doing the same thing at an HBCU. So this is um, a multi-strategy approach. This doesn't happen on one layer. And I just want because I'm passionate about that, I, I think that's very important for all of us to recognize. When one Look, gets promoted, man. we all do. We all do. I'd, li- I'd like to I say. I didn't yeah, discuss ahead, HBCU until Deion Sanders Prime yep. became a coach at HBCU. Right. I never, it wasn't, it, it Went on the radar. never crossed my path like that, you know. I, I know about the schools, but I'm talking about the sport. I, I until got- Deion started coaching. I'm not even going to sit up here like a lot of people would act like they've been down with the HBCU movement for a long time. No, not me. Not in sports. Academics, yes, but not in sports. So the fact that he was able to do some of the things that you said, Jay, it empower people. Like, like for instance, there are coaches on his staff that I know that wouldn't get the opportunity to coach at a Power 5 school mm-hmm. if it wasn't for him taking a job at the HBCU level and allowing them to now show that they can coach. And now all of a sudden they go on to Colorado to become whatever position that he decides to put them at. You know, exactly. I, I got to say the point is not that some people should be siloed in some kinds of jobs, right? That's not what we're all talking about. Dion gave back and that was his intention. Right? It's not just, oh, we're going to use the HBCUs as a minor league and then you get called up to the majors. He helped build it up, and now there are other opportunities, and he is not limited not only just to Jackson State or to, or to uh, 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 Colorado. He's not limited to Colorado. You, you think there might there, he, in success there won't be offers at bigger places than Colorado? There will be, and he'll take them too. But Colorado going to be so Colorado going to be so big so fast <laughs> that maybe that, that he ain't going to want to leave. Why, why should I tell you? you they go, already, yeah. man. They already he just got a commitment yesterday from a five star player, right? Okay, I mean, like that. It's just yeah, a but start something tells of me it. this won't be the last stop for well, you, Coach. You can Prime. already feel just through their social media, man. The way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even the way they're communicating messages, right? It, it reaches back out. And, and, just the, and, the thing, be part and I know, of that and I know, we're gonna move on from this for now. The thing is, he's real. It ain't like these other coaches that's out there. No, he's authentic. These other coach, yeah. these other coaches that's out there as head coaches, they coach speak, man. They be fake as all outdoors. And he resonates with these players. He could, they, they, they gravitate toward him and his staff because they real. They see themselves in him. These other coaches that get up there with their suit and ties and they, oh, we're going to. No, man, you got to listen to him talk to that team. And I know a lot of people looked at it and was like, oh, man, he's telling everybody to get in the portal. Yeah, if you're scared. If you're scared to compete, you should get in the portal. If, you, you should, if you're scared to go out there and compete and win and be successful, you might want to look to transfer because it's not going to be easy. Tyler Huntley, guys, rallied the Ravens passed the Broncos after Lamar left the game with a knee injury. John Harbaugh, Ravens head coach, at the post-game presser on the status of Lamar Jackson's knee. Lamar uh, has a uh, it's a knee, but it's not a season-ending type of knee. We'll get more tests tomorrow and let you know how long it's going to be. We'll see. Hopefully I'll have something by, for you tomorrow afternoon, certainly by Wednesday. be more definitive, but it's, it's going to be a number you know, days to weeks. We'll see. We'll see if he can go back this week. If not, 
It'll be sometime after that shortly. How does this factor into the contract negotiations, right? Because before the season, the market was one thing. Then Deshaun Watson, who essentially was treated as a free agent, got 230 guaranteed. But then after that, Russell Wilson, some other deals were made where they were more in line with the top of the market pre-Deshaun Watson. The Ravens wanted to pay Lamar like that. Lamar's like, "Uh uh-uh, nope. That's not what the market is anymore. No contract was worked out. They still have a franchise tag they can use on them. Who is to blame, or, or more importantly, how does this factor into the negotiations with Lamar now, Key? Uh, you know, hopefully it's not a serious knee injury, right? But I don't like that the fact that, that the Ravens put him in a situation where it, says, it have to be a conversation. This doesn't even have to be a conversation. But because the Ravens elected not to go over and above the number that they felt he was worth, you know, you say, well, within line of Russell Wilson, within line of Kyler Murray. No, less than them. Mm. They offered him less than them. Yep. And nowhere near Deshaun Watson. So you now forced Lamar Jackson to have to reevaluate his situation and say, you know what? I'm just going to come and play because I'm going to play for my team. And I'm also going to show y'all that I can get out and y'all going to have to pay me more money opposed to just saying, all right, man, here's the deal. The market's changed. We know what the deal is here. We're going you know, to make it right by you. They elected not to. Now he's facing this situation. I don't like it. I don't like what the Ravens did. He shouldn't have to crawl and beg and, 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 and kick open doors to get his money because other players and other teams that don't have his skill set, they don't have to do all of that. I mean, look, man, I'm, I'm all for Lamar Jackson getting as much money as possible. I firmly believe that he is one of the most unique talents in the NFL. But if a team stance is that they don't feel like he's worth that, right, and they believe more in the system than they do in the individual, even though other teams have rewarded their individuals, that's their prerogative. That's their prerogative. And if, look, hopefully he's going to be okay, he's going to get his money regardless. But if he decides to take a chance on turning down that money, which maybe is not in market value compared to what other people have gotten. Once again, that's the Ravens. Now he can wait. He can get franchise tag until he's able to get out. He can probably get down open market. Yeah, but, but, why, but why does he? Why, why does he have to do that? Josh because, Allen didn't have because to do that's it. what the Ravens want to do. I Key. understand the organization, but Josh Allen didn't have so to do I'm it. Saying, Buffalo, so, so Buffalo get, get said, to, "Okay, here so hold you on, go." Keith, then get to the root of the matter. Then what are you saying that why why haven't the Ravens given him his money then when other franchises have? Are you saying it has to do with race? No, no, no. It has nothing to do with Patrick Mahomes got his money from Kansas City. Okay. And he black. But, that ain't got nothing to do but, with like, race. But, but, but it, I'm saying you can't blame the, the organization if that's the way – if the organization yes, believes – If the don't organization believes him, in the scheme more so than the individual, don't that's their prerogative. Put him, Jay, don't put him in the position to have to beg for his money. When you put, know that there's a risk that this man can get hurt. Oh, but you he, know what the market – But that's good for the team. That's bad for the players. You know what the market is, though. That's good for the team. You don't make – you didn't make Patrick Mahomes at the height of his negotiation. You gave him $500 million. They think Mahomes better than Lamar. I'll say there this about go. Lamar. You won't even I'll give say, Lamar hold on, hold on. I'll more. Say th- you won't even give I'll, Lamar what he deserves. I'll say this about Lamar. He here's the problem. If you're, if, here's why I agree with Key here. Like, this is really on the Ravens. If you look yes. at the division, there's one guy, Kenny Pickett. I don't know if he's going to work out right. The, uh, and really, it's Mike Tomlin's show, right? Mm-hmm. The other two teams that you're competing against, one just gave a guy who has not done what Lamar has done, 230 million guaranteed. 
The other's about to pay Joe Burrow something like that, probably. You think we'll Joe see. Burrow going to have to fight and, and, scra- Cratch's and, claw? Right. No. And, and Lamar Jackson, who's looking at these two guys going, how many MVPs has Deshaun Watson or Joe Burrow, for that matter, won? What have they done so far? I'm younger than Joe Burrow, and I've accomplished more except for in the playoffs. It's true. What, so he should not be sitting there 100 million light. I'm 100 million light. Y'all are 100 million light? Man, please, Too much. man. Where man. do the Bengals, by the way, stack up in the AFC done, after that done. big win over the Chiefs? Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.